the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite, representing the exact opposite of everything sensible and normal in the world is my co-host, Ramon B. How are you, Ramon? I am so glad to be here pushing your buttons. <laughs> That's right. You literally are pushing my mm-hmm. buttons. Mm-hmm. And now, we always start with what we like to call the headlines of the day. These are actual headlines pulled from newspapers across the globe. The globe? Well, I, you know, we're every, every place is across the globe. This is true. Yeah. Yeah. Even where we sit high atop the fancy radio studios here. Yeah, we have a lovely view. Do you, do you have a view in there? I do. Yeah, I have lovely. a view of the uh, the dumpster slash <laughs> yeah. um, delivery area dock right there. There's a roof. There's an air conditioning unit. Yeah, that's but good if stuff. You look, if you look to your right, that would be my left. I'm pointing. This is always good on radio. Yeah, always point. the visuals. But as we look out the window, you can see the towers high atop South Mountain. Mm-hmm. Now, I heard that that's the largest city park in America. South Mountain. Park. Really? Mm. I did not know it's that. It's huge. I've been there once, once it's in, you know, a- 30 years. End in, as I like to call them, petroglyphs, which it is, is a- basically graffiti, I think, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It is a nice view up here, though. Yeah, it, it is a lovely view. And then and then we're looking across what uh, is now the hood, and that's where I grew up, and it was called something different then. You know what it was called? No. The hood. The hood. It was still the hood. From the hood. And to the hood. shall always be Papago the hood. grade school. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. 36th Street and uh, Oak. Yep. Yeah. Now, I have a friend of mine who uh, went to Papago grade school. He grew up in my neighborhood, and we're still friends today. We were not friends then. I met him later. You were not hood friends. Let's talk about the headlines of the day. Shall we? <laughs> we're here. We might <laughs> as well. got to get down to business at some point. We just can't talk about our boring lives. You know that Bernie Sanders guy? Yes, I've he, heard of him. He recently endorsed Joe Biden. And I'm thinking, well, that'll shore up the millennial vote. No. How old are if you? If you add Bernie Sanders' age to Joe Biden's age and you divide by two, it's 143. Math, math is so much fun, so much fun for everyone. That's what we do here, folks. It's a lot of math involved <laughs> with that wondered. one. All right. So we're, we're supposed to talk about real estate. Sometimes I get bored about the real estate and we need to, you know, talk about the weather and other sundry things. But uh, I was thinking about when I was uh, an agent. This is a thousand years ago. I was a real estate agent and uh, so I get into real estate. I do what most agents do. I'm working uh, 
what seemed like seven days a week, but I was a church guy, so I didn't really work on Sunday. So I worked long hours uh, at very low pay because I was very poorly trained. I did what the uh, real estate industry told me to do, and that did not work for me. So I would I would have been willing to do anything, and then I uh, and then I got trained by the one guy. Floyd Wickman was the guy who who could train train me actually how to sell. Immediately, I started making way more money. And then uh, then it occurred to me, I'm taking Sundays off and I'm making more money than all the people who are working seven days a week. What if I took Saturdays off too uh, and then I made even more money? Now, I'm not sure if I had taken Friday off also, if that would have continued. I'm pretty sure not. But, uh, but it, it – it made me realize that you could you could work long hours on the weekdays. So let's pretend you're a fearless agent if you're not already, and you start your day uh, prospecting at nine a.m. and then you uh, called till noon, and then you ate lunch at noon, and then you don't have an afternoon listing appointment, so you called until five p.m. And then you ate dinner and then you do have a 7 p.m. listing appointment and then you get the listing, which takes a little longer than not getting the listing typically. And then by the time you're wrapping up the paperwork and everything, you're probably home at 10 p.m. So that's a pretty long day. So if you do that every weekday, you'd be making a ton of money and I think it would make sense to take both Saturday and Sunday off. Then you'd be refreshed on Monday. So um, – I had a rule in my business that I didn't do anything I didn't like uh, and I liked telephone prospecting. Now, why did I like telephone prospecting? Because I was fantastic at it. People hate what they suck at generally. So uh, I was taught how to be great at it. I was great at it. I loved it. Uh, I loved going on the listing presentations. I was great at that. I hated showing houses to buyers. Now, that doesn't mean you should hate showing houses to buyers. I just didn't do it. Now, I was good at it, but I um, I didn't like it. So I just decided I'm going to delegate to other people all the stuff I don't like and do just the stuff I'm great at that's the highest dollar per hour earning things. And, uh, and, I, and I did that. So part of, part of what I do is uh, teach real estate company owners how to recruit producing agents. So but let's say you – if you are a real estate company owner or perhaps you've thought of it. Perhaps you're an agent and you thought maybe I should start my own company, which is easier to do these days than ever before. You know, it, it used to be uh, Century 21 – was number when I got into the business, Century Twenty One was number two. They were ten times as big as number two, which was Cowell Banker, which wasn't even nationwide. So they were the first franchise, and uh, they were huge. They advertised during the Super Bowl, but the reality is, you know, today you can have a website, um, and if you go to Century Twenty One's website, which is one of the most visited real estate websites on planet Earth. It may be the most. I'm not sure about that. It was, I know, at one time. So if you go to century21.com, is that an amazing website? Uh, no, not really. It's pretty uh, pretty cumbersome. 
Um, so I see individual agents who own their own company that have better a better website than Century 21 or Coal Banker or a lot of these. Um, you would think they put more thought and effort into their websites, but uh, and maybe they know something. I, I'm pretty sure they do know some things. I do not know. I, be, I pray to God they do, but uh, but anyway, uh, having having lots of visitors to your website evidently is not the secret to success because most Century Twenty One agents, most Cobalt Banker agents, most Keller Williams agents in spite of the fact of having a major national brand that a lot of people have heard of, aren't making any money. So if, if the website was the secret, they'd be everybody would be rich. But you could certainly compete branding-wise these days uh, with the big guys. So, so imagine you were owning your own real estate company and you were recruiting agents. So think, think this through. Who – who would you want to recruit? Think of, think of it this way. Would you want to recruit you? Are you the type of agent that you'd want to recruit? So if you were to write down the one indispensable quality that the agent must have, if, they, if you could say, if I could boil it down to one word, what would that word be? Now, I can tell you I had it. Uh, I had the indispensable quality. Now, I had poor training. Uh, failed miserably for five years, and that's a typical career path for most agents who don't have rich parents or not well-connected or already members of the country club or something like that or have a wife that, or a spouse or that's uh, hooked up financially with a lot of rich people they can refer to you. So if you grew up in the hood like I did, which we can see from here that's right there. We're both pointing on radio, but nobody can tell. But if you grow up in the hood and you don't have a bunch of connections and you end up successful, it's probably because you did some things right and you had an indispensable quality. So to me, if you wrote that down, you could say it out loud. We can't hear you. Ramon, we can't hear the audience, can we? Oh, I can hear them. <laughs> okay. They're blotting Sometimes at night. Oh, and is that right? Screaming. <laughs> at night terrors. Is that what they call it? <laughs> screaming. So uh, I think perseverance is is that thing. So I was failing for five years, and I thought, oh, my gosh, I should get out of real estate. This is not for me. But then I had no other options because I was a high school dropout, never went to college. Did, I had a very thin resume, and I would have gotten out probably if I had had any other good options, and thank goodness I didn't. Uh, but if you look at what is the opposite – of persistence. So I would have you guys write this down. Uh, Number one, lack of definite goals. Uh, Not knowing where you're headed. Uh, If you you don't know where you're going, any road will do, is the old saying. So uh, I got into real estate. They said, Bob, what are your goals? I said, gee, uh, lunch? I don't, you know, it's something I got to, I have no... I have no idea. I was my goal was to not embarrass myself, which I did frequently, uh, and still do. Uh, now I'm a fan of that. Um, why would we be here on the podcast if we weren't fans of embarrassing ourselves? Right. At least uh, we record him, and we can erase <laughs> them if we need to. If we embarrass ourselves, but we never do erase anything. Oh, really? 
How would you know? Oh, okay. Well, I'm not in charge. I may of have the saved button. you a couple of lawsuits down that, the road just from the, personal I, attacks I, on I people. I think that's like personal attacks on people. Uh, all of a sudden, defamation of character is a lawsuit. Oh, that's right. Donald Trump would know that. Now he's being sued by a woman that raped him, or she he, she got raped. She claims he raped her. Do you you know the, about this story? Are you familiar with this uh, uh, little E. Jean Carroll? I think is her name. This this, I, this is this is comedy. Okay, Donald Trump provides us with nonstop comedy. Have you noticed that? He is entertaining, to say yeah. the least. Yeah. So he's he accused is. of raping E. Jean Carroll in the dressing room at Bloomingdale's, evidently. And this is many, many years ago. And and he said, no, I couldn't have raped her. Now, if if somebody accused you of that, you'd say, I, I find no act between humans more abhorrent than rape. There is no way I would do anything like that. That's crazy, right? That should have been his response. Instead, his response was, no, I couldn't have raped her. She's not my type. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Okay, so lack of definite goals. So if uh, if you think about, I would break it down this way. I'd say how many listings do you want to do, or if you like working with buyers better than listings, how many buyer closings would you like to have? Um, And I would do one or the other. When I was in leadership for Keller Williams, I worked in leadership, and they had this thing, I think it was called the 411, and it was this massively complicated goal-setting thing, and and I thought, this this is death, okay? So... uh, Rather than put down how many referrals you want to generate, how many listings you want to do, how many how many buyers you want to do, how many investors you want to work with, just pick one of those, the one that you want to do the most. You'll have some of that other stuff too, but if you're trying to focus on 15 things at once, it's unlikely that's going to happen. Number two, this would be our top 10 list, okay? We love to do the top 10 list. Have we done a top 10 before? Well, we did the top top. Uh, 10 Amish pickup lines. And you yeah, look a little I, Amish. Why, thank you, I think. <laughs> Excuse me while I go churn some butter. I was in uh, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, which mm-hmm. is Amish country. Yeah. And then there was a furniture store. These people make furniture very well. And there was a guy there named Noah. And Noah, the Amish guy, loved my top 10 Amish pickup lines. I will say that. I wonder if he's going to use any. I don't think, well, maybe. You never know. I think he's married, so I don't think he needs to use them. Number two, procrastination. Okay. Now, uh, are you a, are you famously a procrastinator? I love that Rolling Stone song. Oh, I can't get no procrastination. procrastination it's no. probably not it. That's not it. Right, have you ever been to a Rolling Stones concert? No. I catered the Rolling Stones concert. Wait a minute. How? I was backstage at the Rolling Stones. I worked at a barbecue. And there was this guy that you know, uh, Lee Powell. Do you know Lee oh, Powell? he's he's been here before with us, right? Uh, Lee Powell is a f- local DJ, music DJ guy. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. So he got us hooked up. He was a customer of the barbecue and another guy. And uh, we catered. I catered the Grateful Dead, the Rolling Stone, lots of lots of local bands. But I got to go backstage at the Rolling Stones concert. 
And did you meet anyone? I don't remember any of it. I Must just, have been a good backstage. It's <laughs> yeah. such a good backstage experience. I don't remember a single thing. So congratulations. That's okay, they they did eat my barbecue food. I know that. Uh, procrastination. I always say procrastination is okay, but you know, put it off till tomorrow. Number three, alibis. Right? Couldn't have been me. Uh, it was so and so's fault. Um, you know the, how the president always blames the last president? Yeah, that seems to work in that business. But alibis, I noticed that when uh, agents are are failing or earning way below their potential, there seems to be a subset of them that's always too eager to blame uh, the other, you know, their broker or whatever, their situation. Uh, I, I kind of thought it was my fault. It turns out it wasn't my fault. It was the training. Uh, but it's that's it's funny they don't blame that so much. Uh, number four is blaming. Now, if I had known what I was doing when I was new in real estate and failing miserably, I would have blamed the training because I had never been, you know, I had had like the barbecue job. I worked in a barbecue restaurant. Now, they they take uh, you know zip face slack jawed teenagers and teach them how to cook barbecue. And it was the best barbecue in town. We had a line out the door every day for people that loved it. So we must have been doing something right. And uh, then I get into real estate and no one knows how to teach you how to do the job. They can teach you how to do all kinds of things like stay out of jail or do marketing that never works or all kinds of stuff that didn't make me any money. But uh, that was their fault. That was not my fault. Number five, lack of desire. Uh, if there are some people who I, when I was a recruiter, I noticed that they had a tough time getting motivated. And uh, if I would say this, if you have a steady income from some other source that's enough to stay alive and live a comfortable life, it is highly unlikely, statistically, not that it can't be done, but it's pretty unlikely you're going to get into real estate and do great. So that, for whatever reason, is a demotivator. Uh, poverty was a very good motivator for me. I would say, uh, you know, I'm going to I'm going to starve if I don't make money. So that that motivated me to work long hours. So uh, lack of desire, habit of quitting. I've seen this many times in real estate. They say, well, Bob, you need to have a farm area. So I'd say, oh, okay. Uh, agents, agents commonly do this. They'll say, I'm going to pick the area where I live. That's where I'm going to pick. And then I call through there and door knock and put up flyers and door hangers and do all that stuff. And no business comes from it, probably because I had the wrong words to say. And then uh, I say, oh, uh, I'm going to pick a different area and I'm going to do high that area for three months. And then I door knock and call and have door hangers and I don't get any business. And then I say, OK, I think, you know, I think luxury would be the way to go. I'm going to go to a luxury neighborhood and then I do that and then I do that for three months. And I say, you know, I think buyers, I think buyers might be the thing. And then I'm constantly changing things. And I can honestly say in my first five years in real estate, I had quite a bit of that. Trying this for a little while, then trying that, trying this. None of it's working. Uh, so habit of quitting. Number seven, lack of plans. So 
uh, I have a plan every day uh, that is pretty much the same every day. Uh, there are things out of the ordinary that I do. Sometimes I will travel out of town to teach a uh, company owner how to recruit producing agents. So that, that's a different thing. Uh, or I'll do a speaking gig at somebody's thing, and that's a different thing. Um, but at my normal everyday thing looks pretty much like every Tuesday at 1030, it's a pretty good bet that we're going to be here, right? Oh, yeah. And if you're listening – at this episode, and it's not Tuesday at 10.30. You know what we call that? What do we call it? The magic of radio. Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. That's yes. what we did last. That was a whole week ago. We talked about the theater of the mind. It actually was a whole week ago. It sounds creepy. Uh, and the theater of the mind, of our minds, has very few seats. <laughs> and hopefully the floor isn't sticky. It, no, no, no. Did I ever tell you about my phobia of sticky? Yes. Yeah. I, yes. I, uh, there's nothing worse than sticky. You're not a uh, hand gel kind of guy. Then, I right? have – I listen. Hand sanitizer. Because – no, I've never used hand sanitizer. Sticky. I never wore a mask and I never used hand sanitizer. I asked you to wear a mask. You did? Yeah, not because of COVID. There's just a, there's a in plate. general. Oh, just because my looks are improved by it. Yeah, it helps right. me. Yeah. Makes me feel better. Well, we have uh, all kinds of protective <laughs> between us here, a barrier. Uh, where was I? We were on uh, lack of – oh, yeah. So come up with a plan so that every day looks the same. That's going to improve your income. Number eight is compromising. Oh, my goodness. So the number one compromise that agents make is the commission. So when I was uh, – now, I ate at Randy's, which I do every day for lunch. So I ate at Randy's. I'll be there. I, eat, I ate breakfast there this morning, and then I sometimes will eat lunch there also. Do you have a special booth that's just yours? No, no. I have a special waitress. So the way I do it is I want this particular waitress because mm-hmm. I don't have to order. In fact, when I she she's my car parking, she's already got my order in and they just bring it to me. So same order every morning. I eat a fillet mignon and sliced tomatoes. Fancy and Tabasco sauce, bacon wrapped fillet. Yeah, it's very good. And then uh, and then for noon at noon at noon I usually have the same thing, not that, but another order that's the same every day. And that would be It also has Tabasco. Well, I have a salad. I'm um, thank you for asking. Okay, that's good. I have a, a, a garden salad with Italian dressing. I like to call I- it Italian <laughs> dressing. And then uh, I have to have it in a giant bowl, small salad in a very large bowl with a steak knife to cut it with cuz that's just the way I am. And then a side avocado. And then I have a uh, 4-ounce hamburger patty. Medium well with brown gravy on it because everything is better with gravy. So you're a no-carb kind of guy. Then. The gra- am I, I am, take it? I okay. am. And I'm, don't I look like a no-carbs guy? I'm mm-hmm. skinny. And then I infuse the gravy with Tabasco sauce and it is perfect. That sounds quite good actually. It, it is good. Yeah, no, I, You'd love it. You'd love it. Do you Thanks. like Tabasco sauce? I do. It's the elixir oh, of life, isn't it? Put it on everything. Yeah, and I never use any other kind of hot sauce product. It's always red Tabasco. It's the finest, finest stuff on earth. I want to go to the factory on Avery Island, Louisiana. I want to visit the factory. 
take a little sample here, a little, maybe some it's clothing. Like, it's like, uh, you know, it's like uh, Apple computers. I'm a, are you a Mac guy? No. Of course not. I can't afford it. <laughs> okay, well, I'm a Mac guy. And then there's Harley-Davidson. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I've been to the Harley-Davidson Museum. I've been to the, um, yeah, the birthplace. And then uh, I think Tabasco sauce is on that list. Things that, are, things that are so perfect you don't need to monkey around with bring them. Bring me back a, a gift, a souvenir okay. if you will. I will. I'll bring you some Tabasco sauce. Thanks. Yeah. That you or buy a shirt. On, that you buy at the Kroger on the a way t-shirt in. t-shirt would be nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, Tabasco t-shirt. Okay. Let's we digress get, once again. Again, that, but that's okay. And then back to, uh, by the way, the mo- most of the emails or texts I get are from the digressions, not the good material. <laughs> Just so you know. Most of the compliments about our show are about you or some stupid thing we were talking about that had nothing to do with real estate. Uh, compromising is about cutting your commission. So I get into real estate. Uh, I'm in Randy's this morning. A guy and his wife are there, and that's the guy that was my boss before I got into real estate. He worked at this camera shop, and he said to me, "He says, look, Bob, when you get and I respect him. His name is Bob Rogers, great guy." I said. Uh, I'm going to get into real estate. He said, I think that's a great idea. So he he encouraged me and I was 27. So and kind of a very immature, stupid 27 with a giant afro and a Harley. So he said, uh, when you get into real estate, find out what the highest, most expensive realtors charge and always charge that. I said, well, I know they charge 7%. Nobody charges more than that. He says, okay, always charge that, never charge less. And I said, well, what about for friends? And then he gave me the greatest words of wisdom ever. He said, you know, if you can't make money off your friends, you can't make money because your enemies won't come to you. That's great. That is great. (laughs) So I said, that sounds right. Okay, I'll do that. So I decided to do that and and did do that. Uh, Number nine is shortcuts. Shortcuts look like... Uh, somebody selling you some advertising crap that never works. It would be social media. It would be, um, oh, you get to be the exclusive uh, uh, agent for Realtor.com or Zillow in this zip code or something like that. Uh, it's always it's always some flim-flam uh, thing. And then number 10 is fear of criticism. So <laughs> when uh, – when I was uh, beginning beginning in my coaching career, there was this guy that I coached and he was very young. And I, I said, you know, you look like you're my paper boy. So when you show up to list my house, you you need to wear a suit. And he goes, well, nobody, nobody, no realtors ever wear a suit. I said, well, I did, you know, and I think you should. It'll make you look like a grown-up almost, you know. So when you wear a suit, it looks like biker at a wedding. That's a different. That's a different thing. Thank you. Yeah, ZZ Top guy at a wedding. But he's so he wears a suit. He quickly becomes the number one agent in his whole company. And he said, uh, "Everybody makes fun of me because I wear a suit to the office every day." <laughs> I said, "You're earning more than any of them are. So let them keep making fun of you." He goes, "Oh no, I already knew that." You know, <laughs> so fear of criticism. So. 
Those are the things that keep people from earning their full worth. So if any of this stuff that we talk about here on the Big Fearless Agent Show makes any sense to you. Highly unlikely. This I would one. seek mental health. I would I would try to seek out somebody that can help you with that. And, and one of the persons that can help you with that is me. You could call me toll-free day or night. If you are earning less selling real estate than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, go to fearlessagent.com. In the banner at the top of the page, on the right-hand side, there's watch the free webinar. And then after that, pick up the phone, call me, and uh, that's my cell phone number, and we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do at Fearless Agent, if that would be a good fit. If it is, you'll get rich. If it's not a good fit, then uh, we can admit that to each other. Uh, I won't coach you, but I'm still happy to help you. If you have a question, you can always call me. That's always fine. And if you are a real estate company owner and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, go to fearlessagentrecruiting.com, watch that video, and then give me a call and we'll see if what the fearless agent recruiting coaching might be a good fit for you. So once again, I want to thank all of you for joining us today. Again, please visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can always call me directly, 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast. Subscribe to fearlessagent.tv. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. Uh, what else are we hawking or giving away here? I guess that's it. Five stars for me. Five stars for Ramon. Mm-hmm. And until next week, do what we, me and Ramon always do. Always have fun, be humble, but most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.